Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. Your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? Thank you for joining the space. We've already got a lot of people in here. If you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Oh boy, we've got a special show for you today. Today's guest is a close friend of mine and an OG Carl. From very early on in the Crazy Carl Collective, he has been one of the most active members in the community, always embodying the spirit of what the CCC stands for. For months, he hosted Meet the Carls, a spaces to connect with others and chat about what's happening around Web3. He is a mod in the Discord, a member on the Crazy Carl Council, and one of the largest holders of CryptoTats by Nomos. It's my extreme honor to chat with the man of many names, Fry Guy, I Blind One, or my favorite, the Carl Father. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show, and uh, I um, like getting up here talking to all the Carls and uh, learning a little bit from everybody. You really, and I know you mean that when you say that, because you're always, uh, you're always the first one to be asking other people about them, uh, about them, and making sure to really build relationships and and trying to get to know everyone. Um, and that's one of the things that stood out to me immediately when you joined um, the collective. So I want to start with your journey into Web three and crypto. If you could just uh, take us all the way back to when you started. Um, getting to know a little bit about the space and then when that conviction moment happened and you really just were all in. Well, I'll take you way, way back before I even realized that it was my first introduction to crypto was um, I had uh, an employee who came up to me and I did electronic recycling and he, we had all these servers and computers. He's like, hey, you know what we need to be doing is mining Bitcoin. And this is back in what, 2012. And I was like, you know, I did, he's like, you know, I did the math. I was like, okay, it's going to cost this much of power. Even if I had the equipment for free, I was like, nah, I'm good, man. Like I I passed on it then and kind of regret it. But uh, after that, my next introduction was with mining Ethereum. I started mining Ethereum back in 2021, January, uh, just because I couldn't justify buying a computer just to game. I was like, well, it's just going to be sitting there and video cards were super, super expensive and I was trying to justify it. And I was like, well, what if I mine Ethereum? Because I knew, you know, GPUs could, uh, you know, create income. And so I did the math. I was like, okay, well, I can create, you know, $100 and, you know, pay for this machine in, you know, 15 months. I was like, all right, you know, so I used it as a test bed. And, you know, my business mindset said, okay, well, how do I maximize my revenues? And then from there, it just got out of hand, started building uh, crypto mining rigs. And uh, that that's how I got into uh, Ethereum and crypto. And then if you want to know about NFTs, well, that that's a more of an interesting story. Um, I was selling my car and uh, a young 20, 24 year 24 year old and his friend came to check out my car and uh you know it, it well i'll just say it was a 
Tesla Model X P100D, and it wasn't typically something that a 24-year-old would be looking at. And um, it seemed pretty intelligent on the thing. And you know, I could, you know, we're getting towards the end, and he's like, uh, you know, I, I could tell he was hesitant to ask him. He's like, "Do you take Coinbase?" I was like, "I'll take Ethereum." And then from there it was over. And then like, I was like, how does this guy have so much crypto? Like, how can he just pay for this car on crypto? And then like, he finally told me that he was flipping NFTs and he opened up his wallet and showed me, and I kind of knew what NFTs were, but I never really looked at it. And he showed me this pixelated rock. And he's like, I paid $20,000 for that. I was like, Okay, I need to learn more. So that's that's kind of my journey into Web three, crypto, and NFTs. Oh, the gold, good old Ether Rock. Oh, uh, that's uh, it's it's crazy how your entrance into Web three uh, came about, especially because, um, you, like you said, you're very business minded. You've had a lot, a lot of experience in the business world, but you uh, started to see opportunities. Well, I'm, I'm curious uh, if you could go a little deeper into. And maybe you haven't um, yet, but when did you really, what, what is it about either crypto or uh, NFTs that was really like, this is the future type of moment, or maybe you haven't, maybe you still haven't had that uh, or something you're investigating. I'm just curious uh, when, cause I feel like everyone has that moment when, where they're dabbling and find out. And then it's like, holy shit, like this has, this is going to like revolutionize the world. And I'm curious when that happened for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because it's it's different for everybody. But I think what a lot of people have in common, and, and I touched upon it, but I didn't, um, you know, expand, is when I sold my Tesla for crypto. And I sold bank checks and wires. You know, it's just a hassle. So even if you do a wire, you have to do it by a certain time. You can't do it on the weekends, banking hours, and it costs like – $20 out and $20 in at least and super inconvenient and you know a, a bank check just comes with so many other uh, nuisances and annoyances and so and I told my wife before I was selling my Tesla because I, I really didn't want to sell it and I was like you know what I, I have to sell it for crypto like that that's that's the only way I'm going to sell this car and it just turned out that this this kid had the crypto and he wanted to pay me in crypto and it was the easiest transaction I've ever done it, it you know it, it was really the first real transaction I had with crypto I mean obviously I was mining crypto and I had never offboarded any of my crypto at that point so I was like okay well if I'm going to accept this kind of money for this asset I'm going to have to ensure that I can exchange that for fiat at some point if that's what I'm going to do because I wanted to keep some of it in fiat and then some of it in crypto. And so I, I finally signed up for Coinbase because my experience with wallets was just MetaMask at that point. So I was just straight mining to my MetaMask wallet and I had never touched an exchange, never put fiat in, nothing. So I was like, all right. So I transferred, you know, 0.1 Ethereum to I think it was crypto.com and I converted to fiat and then I transferred it to the bank and it took like five days. I was like, okay, uh, I can at least transfer this to fiat if I need to. And so 
that that's kind of what solidified it was just the ease of the transfer. Basically, we had done the inspection on the car, came out, and it was on like Friday at 7 p.m. And I gave him the report. Uh, we had already done the test drive. And, you know, any other bank or anything, we couldn't have done this transaction on a Friday at 7 p.m. And so he opened up his wallet. He sent me over a dollar. I think it cost like $8 in gas. And so the dollar appeared. And then he sent me the rest of the the crypto and it appeared in my wallet. And then like, I was just sitting there. I was like, is this real? Like, is this real money? I was like, it, it, it just, it took a while for it to sink in that this is the wave of the future, but the ease of that transaction is just too easy. It, it seemed like fake, a fake transaction. It was just so easy. And um, I think, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's it's just interesting because we talk a lot about uh, gatekeepers or middlemen in on the show, and a lot of times there's like musicians or artists, and there's a lot of gatekeepers in the way of like smooth uh, transactions between like a musician and artist to a consumer. But in a lot of ways, the biggest use case of all when it comes to crypto is the peer-to-peer nature of it. And it is interesting that you say that because it just takes it all back to where, you know, Satoshi started it. The biggest gatekeeper of all a lot of times are the banks or these like broken middlemen systems that make it just really, really hard uh, to allow the economy to prosper globally. I mean, depending on where you live, it's harder than other places. But this is, uh, uh, in a lot of ways, the great equalizer that allows anyone... uh, um, with a smartphone to be able to access, you know, a global economy. And I think that's, I think that is, um, I'm just glad you brought that up because a lot of times we forget, like that's the true nature of what's so great about the blockchain and that you just can, you can, uh, you can send value to other people immediately at any time of the day. Yeah, 100%. It's, it just makes, transactions so much easier and simpler and you know even if you think of a wire transfer and the security and the inconveniences it's still going to cost at least forty dollars at the end of the day on both ends and you know your gas depending on the day could be a dollar or two now i mean obviously in some points it was like ten twenty dollars to send eth but that was crazy I, you know, there's been a lot of guests on the show from people that are that have started Web3 projects to artists to musicians, but you've had quite a successful, um, like, just investing career as well. If you want to chat a little bit about your background, uh, because I don't think a lot of people, even in the collective, some of the stuff I've just found out in the last few weeks about you. So I'd love for you just to share a little bit about yourself and your background before uh, we continue. Well, I better be careful about what I say. Carlito's down there and knows a lot of my history. So um, (laughs) we grew up in high school. But um, anyway, so one of our good friends from high school got me into the Marine Corps. And and so that was when I was 21. Um, I started as an aviation electrician, worked on the Harrier, which is a jump jet that takes off vertically and lands vertically. Super cool. Uh, went to school for about a year to be an aviation electrician, um, work on, you know, be able to read diagrams, electrical diagrams and and the such. And then I ended up, um, you know, going on a deployment, then getting a commissioning program, 
going to OCS, finishing up my college, uh, a degree in economics, uh, an associate's degree in computer science. So I do know some programming, even though I don't want to do it. Um, so I can kind of understand and comprehend uh, a lot of the blockchain and object oriented and, you know, kind of how everything is put together on the technical aspect. And then um, after the Marine Corps, uh, after getting commissioned, um, ended up getting medically separated. And then one of our good friends from high school had uh, started selling uh, laptops and got into electronic recycling. And I ended up shadowing him for a little over a week after I got out of the Marine Corps just to kind of, you know, and, and his employees just to see how the, the business run. And he's like, you know, this is right up your alley, you know, your computer minded, you know, business oriented. And this, you know, there, there's the, the fields wide open. You can just do what you need to do and, you know, be the Coca-Cola or, or Pepsi of electronic recycling. So I just, I took that to, to heart and uh, wrote up a business plan, basically started an electronic recycling business from my garage, tearing down computer monitors and computers, uh, all the way up to a 90,000 square foot warehouse with 40 some odd employees, you know, $700,000 in payroll, uh, just insane. And then I ended up selling that in 2016, September of 2016. And, um, ended up buying a warehouse. So I, I'm in a commercial real estate on, on, on that front. So I ended up selling the business and becoming a landlord, uh, because he didn't want to buy the warehouse, uh, which I'm, I'm kind of glad he didn't because I like commercial real estate. And, um, so, so now I'm, I, I dabble in commercial real estate and, uh, semi-retired, but I have a lot of projects on the side. Love it. Uh, and, in it just to, for the amount of success you've had and that you can be somewhat retired at, a, at an earlier age is amazing. Just huge props to you for um, just be, what you've been able to build and, and what you've learned. It's just uh, like the go-getter mindset is real uh, with you. And I've gotten to know that more and more as I've, uh, as I've, you know, gotten closer with you. It's, it's cool to see. One thing that, especially with your um, background, one thing I wanted to talk about is just about like projects uh, in Web3. You've got, you've been around um, for a while, uh, almost during the whole bear market. And maybe you saw a little bit of the bull market in NFTs and were uh, around for it. But you were definitely around through the bear and the just everyone being gone and projects failing um, constantly. Uh, I'd love for you just to, from what you've been able to take away um, from how you've seen people trying to build build a business in Web3, what are some of your takeaways and what do you think uh, it really takes to kind of build in the space from being an observer over the last year? That's a lot to digest. Um, we could be here for a couple hours, but 
<laughs> yeah, give me give me the cliff notes. Especially, I'm curious what you think about. I mean, you've seen a lot of rugs. You've seen. I mean, the bear market's been pretty brutal. A lot of people left. A lot of people lost a lot of money because just the timing of when you came in was really towards the top, and that's uh, obviously a lot of times the worst time to enter a market. But you're still here, so I'm curious why are you still here, and um, what is it that allowed you to kind of be able to stick around um and and we can start with that yeah uh so i i did come in at the peak so it was august september of 2022 so that's kind of when you know everything was at its peak you were paying gas prices you know sometimes for a mint i think i paid 0.08 for a mint that was a rug um it, you know I think these some people have good intentions of what they're doing. They just don't know how to execute a, a business model. And I, it, it's kind of one of those. I, I think the NFT world is is still the wild, wild west where, you know, until we have true, meaningful regulations. And, and I, I'll, I'll say that um, we have to have guidelines on um, what we're doing and what what businesses can do in the space so that people can tell people instead of like hinting because there was a lot of hinting like oh well i can't tell you anything but we're we're kind of thinking we want to go this direction and that direction and i just got really turned off with a lot of the projects and you know that that rug i was talking about um I got in there, it was supposed to be a community. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is really cool. It was called camp. Like the guy sounded super genuine, like, um, you know, sold, I mean, great. Like, and, and there was a lot of activity and it just become became like this shill pl place and like white lists. And, you know, this, I was like, I didn't join a community to be sold to. Like, that's, that's not really what it is, but so that community, he came out and said, hey, there's this project, he, this crazy Carl guy, he's building a community. It's not an NFT project. Like, you know, if you want in, like I got some whitelist spots. I was like, yes, all right, like not an NFT project, something that someone's not trying to sell me on something. So I signed up and this was like December. So it was, it was pre-Genesis everything. And honestly, what got me through the bear was the community in Crazy Carl Collective and, and the people I met. Um, it, it wasn't really anything else other than that. And then, you know, talking to a lot of the artists that I've met along the way. Well, uh, that sounded like that was a planned stage uh, commercial for the CCC, but I promise it was not. Uh, one thing that I, I love about what you uh, were just talking about, though, is um, just that you, I could tell this about when you came into the collective early on, but one thing that I really, uh, I think a lot of people don't do is take time. There's a lot of immediate gratification in uh, the Web3 space. People want to feel like uh, a reward and they want it immediately. And I mean, you still don't invest uh, heavily into many projects, uh, and you took a long time just to 
just like you said, you hung out, you did spaces, but you weren't really buying. And so I'd love for you to talk about, you know, the importance of that with you being able to stick around. And, and when, um, I think that the burnout aspect comes a lot more when you're so tied into the, the financial element of it. No, a hundred percent. I, I really wanted to dig into whatever it is I was doing and really trying to find out what everybody was so excited about, learn from other people, what they wanted out of their projects, and just basically get to know everybody in the community. And I, I just... That, that's kind of what it was. And, you know, Nomos came in and he was drawing these tattoos, um, you know, doing drawing classes and, you know, taking our suggestions and, and putting them on the tattoos. And it was um, really great community building exercise. And we really got to know the artist and, and who he is. And he got to know us, which is the reason why I went so heavily into crypto tats is because I like to invest into artists who are here for the right reasons and who are building. And um, I mean, obviously, everybody's here to make a living, but genuine interest for the space and here for the long run and getting to know Nomos and the rest of the people in the CCC and everybody giving their time. And I was like, you know, I like to invest into people. I like to invest into ideas and what better way than to help out uh, an artist I truly believe in, which is Nomos and the CCC. And so, yeah, this kind of sounds like a shield space, but um, really I call the, the CCC my home. That's, that's where I'm going to devote 90% of my attention and anyone who's building and, um, you know, bring them in and help them build their project and their community and get to know them and, and help them along their way. Yeah. And it's, uh, it says a lot about you, but that's what, uh, I think everyone in the collective, um, definitely values about you is that you're constantly wanting to help out, um, and, and just be like a source uh, and I think the networking as the collective has grown is definitely one of the best things that has come from it because you may not talk to every single person, but you may uh, come really close to four, three or four and everyone else, you know, you kind of get to know in passing, but you just really need a few people that you really can connect with that. Um, and then you're able to just be an asset for the community. And I feel like we've seen that and it's, um, I think the collective was a it was an interesting experiment. I mean, obviously we've there's very little hype or FOMO ever about the collective, which is which is the whole reason behind it. Um, and literally, our saying "Watch us, then join us" uh, is is for that reason. But in that in that way, it is much more of a long term mindset. It's more of like that organic growth. Um, and you know, as one or two people may find you a month, that that does compound because the recruiting and we've seen it in the last I feel like three or four months. It starts to take more more of an effect because you see some people that maybe come by for every once in a while. Now you see them more frequently because they 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 kind of just keep coming back. Um, and and I think that's really what Web three should be about. I mean, you hear we've obviously heard the the community buzzword over and over, but to really do that 
you just it doesn't just happen um and it can't be forced and i think that's one thing that we're learning and just trying to build uh in the collective and watch other people do the same i mean you get to see it in front of your face like it's not it's not something that's done overnight you don't build relationships and network with people and then uh a month later you know feel like your family it just doesn't happen like that you've got to be around for a long time and um and i think that's what's really cool about the collective too because a lot of times the conversations about nfts or anything is very rarely about the the carl nfts it's always about other projects um that everyone is looking at and it's and it's a beautiful thing to see um so many people uh, kind of gravitate to that, but it is it every com- every project is different though, right? In terms of the kind of community that it's seeking out, um, and I think that's and the collective is obviously seeking out people that are interested in Web three and building in Web three or just like getting to learn it more. And, and it takes a little longer because those people come and go because it's so early on and Web three is so young. Um, what is from building i think another thing like you think very much in terms of like the long-term mindset and i know you're early tesla investor um and you understand what it takes to kind of go through the ups and downs over years and not just a year because that's something that a lot of people in web3 um forget about is that for markets to mature you want to be involved in the right place in that market but then you have to be there for a long time it doesn't happen overnight so i love for you to talk about um just that kind of like how that how that long-term mindset kind of rolls over from web 2 or uh capital investing in in markets like equity markets and now to like web 3 how does how how important is it to try to see out five years instead of looking at just a few months uh very you have to have conviction and um what i've also noticed when you're talking short term is like it or not there's a lot of people here for the short term flip for the quick flip because they're investing money that they can't afford to lose and that it, it, it breaks my heart that people get wrecked and people are taking advantage of people who really were rely for better or for worse. Like they were relying on that money to make them or, or to pay a rent or, you know, to do this or that. And, and it's, it's devastating to see these people, um, you know, get wrecked and, and, you have to be a long-term conviction player when you're investing, especially in such a speculative market as NFTs. And, um, you know, I mean, someone could have the best of a business plan and, um, you know, intentions to build something, but something could happen and the whole thing could blow up. And so you, you really have to be, committed and dedicated and know what you're doing uh, for the long run and which is one of the reasons why I like I hate to come back to it but the CCC because that's the only community that I've ever been a part of and and that's my only community that I I know of I know a lot of the uh, people from the CCC come from the gutter and from a lot of other communities and learning what the best aspects that they what they liked about their community which is kind of what I've, I've tried to do is like okay well why 
you know, okay, so they're talking about this project. Why do you like that project? What is it about that project? And, you know, is it the community? Is it the utility? And so I'm just really trying to digest before you invest. I'm a poet and I don't even know it. Uh, it must have been that poetry competition that we had. Um, <laughs> you really took out the cat in the hat. You had to Dr. Seuss it up, man. Uh, that was a that was a, quite the poem uh, that came out. I think that was a good effort from from uh, the Cool Carl Casino. The um, you know one thing that I I love uh, is that you like you said like there's there's just like there you have to have conviction and most of the things that are out. You said it earlier about it being the Wild West, but most of what's out there today. Uh, is not going to be around in in probably five years, and the things that are still around may be massive, um, and I think that's pretty cool, uh, and that's what obviously we the people that you invest in in the space. If you're long term thinking, if you're going to be here for a while, you want to find those things that are going to the last and and be around. And so it is. It's a uh, it's cool to you know, see the space evolve and see so many projects that were at the top of the market are now struggling to survive. Um, and, and I think it's a lot of times because of the, the, the noise of the market, uh, it makes it really hard to build in the space, uh, because you, everyone expects something immediate and, uh, a, a lot of projects that are struggling or, or I say struggling, but maybe have a low, lower floor price or down 90% from the top of the bowl, but they're still building and there's still teams doing things and they're still working to build, um, a brand. What do you think about, um, what do you think about, people in the space and the difficulty of building it when there's like that immediate gratification that's demanded by like anyone that's, that's coming into the space. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate because I know quite a few individuals in this room and in, in the crazy pro collective that are building and are here for the long term and have some really innovative things that they're doing and they're giving back to the whole space, but they don't get the visibility that a lot of these other projects that pay for, you know, paid shills and get the media attention. Um, you know, that's, it's super unfortunate that that's what happens. And, um, yeah, sorry, I just got lost on a tangent there. No, I mean, do you think that's the power of like the uh, the organic growth, or just like trying to find like letting the the network effect be more natural? I feel like, especially in Web three, like, I mean, that's what it's all about is like trying to uh, decentralize and be more uh, borderless, and you can't do that if you're just like trying to find people that are looking for a flip or trying to make quick money. Like that's much more of an organic feel. Like you, you don't build a community and you don't build networks over like uh, over a course of a month or a year. Like it takes, it takes a long time and it takes continual effort to like build back and put back into uh, a community. I think it's interesting because we definitely are still in a very, very early ages of web three and I think it's that's I think one thing that we've noticed is just like the the projects that are starting to uh, really believe 
uh, and find the right people that that believe similar things and have similar values. Those are the the projects that last because it's easy to go back there, right? Like you're you obviously have a reason to be involved in that community besides uh, floor price go up. Yeah, 100%. And if if you build those relationships with the members of your community, um, y- you are always talking about what you're doing, uh, what projects, and, and engaging them in what you're doing. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, with that short-term mindset, it's really hard to, you know, it's like, well, I, I need this money. I, I, I need this project to be liquid and I need to be able to flip and and make, you know, rent money or gas money or whatever it is. And that's super hard. But I, I think, you know, building real community, even even in the CCC, if, if, if like you say, you're never going to judge anyone for what they do with their digital assets because everybody has so many different uses and needs for their 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 money that okay as long at the end of the day as long as you're building real relationships inside of a community like this that's all that matters because they're going to keep coming back to that location and they're like oh well they are building something cool and they know something's coming back and they'll, they'll be back. Um, it, it, it's, it kind of, I won't use the word sucks, but that, you know, these project people project, you know, they'll know, okay. Uh, you know, other deeds is coming out. So I have to sell this asset. And it's unfortunate that this floor, because, a community is building for, you know, three, four, six months and not having any sort of uh, engagement or anything that brings in crowd or, uh, you know, and your liquidity drops and they're like, well, I, I need some sort of cash. And then your, your floor just ends up dropping. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of those people will come back as soon as your project drops and if you have conviction and you're sticking around and you're watching that type of market, it's just the same thing with equities. If you're watching it like Tesla, you see a difference between what the market is pricing and what you know, the capabilities of that asset is. And so, um, it's kind of the same thing, you know, with crypto tats and, and, you know, the gutter or whatever, it, it takes months to build something and execute. And, you know, you lose some people along the way, but as soon as you execute and you get the attention, boom, it, it blows up and it goes higher. Uh, you know, one thing that I forget who I interviewed that talked about context and it, how much context matters. And I think that's uh, that's what I kept thinking about when you were talking. It's like so true. When you're around for a long time, if you've been around and you know, you're, you know what the CCC was like on day one, you're going to have a lot more context uh, than someone that jumps in or just finds out because of the Carl games, for example. So, and context matters a lot because that's 
people learn uh, history from others that have been around. One thing that I love in terms of the context that you have is, like you said, you were a very early Tesla investor, and that's something you've talked to the CCC a lot, and I know certain I've invested in Tesla since talking to you more about it. But one one thing that I love uh, that you do, and you remind everyone that it's never financial advice, and you just you it's just a passion of yours, but you have context because you've been around and seen um, kind of the growth. But you've also seen that long-term mindset because you were around when nobody really believed in Tesla, and it was uh, it was still kind of on the brink of even surviving and becoming an automaker. Um, so I'd love for you to use that, and I'd love for you just to talk a little bit about Tesla because I don't think people realize just how much conviction you had early on and how uh, how big you went into Tesla. But he is a Tesla whale, and so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about like that conviction early on in Tesla uh, when no one else really believed in it and sticking around through the ups and downs. Yeah. So the only reason why i was able to stick around during the production hell of the model 3 and the potential demise of tesla with the bankruptcy was i was actually driving the product i was engaging in the community i was digesting every bit of information that i could about that company i knew exactly what their plans were. I was reading the quarterlies. I was, you know, listening to their annual meetings. I was super engaged with the actual operations. I was, you know, even today, I I hate to even admit this, but when they did the Gigafactory Texas, I would, so, so there's guys that will go out and take their drones and, do videos of the construction. They were doing it every single day. I would watch that almost every single day at two times speed and watch the actual construction, the earth moving all the way. And, you know, today I, I've, I've kind of slowed down on that. So I'll, I'll watch maybe once a week uh, a drone video of Giga Texas being built and uh Giga Berlin. So, I mean, that's kind of the detail that I go into when I'm investing into a business like that. And that's that's how I have the conviction and that I do with Tesla is I, I dig further than the quarterlies. I look five, 10 years out. What is this product line going to do? How is this going to revolutionize society? How is this going to make everybody's lives better? And then how are they going to be able to monetize that and bring value back to the shareholders? And um, yeah, so I, I mean, I would digest probably three, four hours of video and news articles. And when I found out that you could watch YouTube at two times speed, the the content that I was able to devour on companies and uh, just amplified. So that that's the level of conviction that I have is because I know a lot of the moving parts of what they're doing down to 
you know, building their own chips for, you know, that compete with NVIDIA for the neural net. And, you know, they're, they're basically a dozen startups. So, you know, I could ramble where my conviction comes from is because I feel like I know what's going on with some of the nuts and bolts of the company just as Elon Musk would. Yeah, and I mean, I love that because, like you said, being in in the community early uh, and like being around other Tesla owners and getting to—I'm sure there were groups like Facebook groups and uh, like being able to get to know the product early on. Um, I hadn't heard that story, but it makes a hundred, it makes complete sense. I mean, when you uh, when you're actually feel a part of it and you have it, it's so much easier to build conviction in in kind of the the path and the vision and you definitely have to find visionaries uh and that's what you really want to invest in in any sort of space but elon definitely had that um and a lot of people still question it um and it's still very early on but i think um i'm curious is it one one of those things where you felt like you were in the right place at the right time owning the vehicle and that kind of led you in i know there's always a you know some uh, a some element of luck uh in finding some of the gems one thing that i was curious uh about is that and then also were you doing similar research or do you do similar research because i know you're a curious person about you know just like all kinds of businesses or do you just try to invest in things that you love and enjoy i it, I'll, I'll address the first yeah I, it was kind of a little bit of the right place at the right time getting to you know buying the tesla because it it was kind of one of those you know i sold my business almost died i you know i've always wanted a tesla so i bought one and it really showed me the future and you know i guess you could say the same thing when people first picked up a smartphone and was like, whole, you know, and could visualize what this can become. And so it, using the product allowed me to dig deeper and, and push me to dig deeper on um, finding, you know, the, the value in Tesla and the product they were uh, uh, making. And um, I don't i'm i'm a pretty conviction player as you probably know same thing with the nft spaces i i don't diversify as much as everybody says in you know a lot of these places the reason why you will diversify is because you don't have conviction in a small group of stocks or um, one particular company. And that's the only, because you don't have, a lot of people just do not have the time to invest the, you know, the energy and the time it takes to really get to know and have conviction on a stock. And, and that's why a lot of people will diversify, but, you know, Warren Buffett, um, even Elon Musk, like how diversified is this guy? Okay. So he's got the boring company, Neuralink, Tesla and SpaceX, you know, I mean, he almost, well, now Twitter, uh, I mean, all of his, you know, net worth is in five stocks. I mean, how much better is that six stock going to be? And you have to divert your attention from monitoring your other 
investments in making sure that the the strategy and and what they're how they're executing hasn't changed. So as soon as you divert your attention, which is one of the reasons why I haven't really gotten off into a lot of these other communities because I don't want to divert my attention because then my attention is split between very you know you know multiple different areas and that's one of the reasons I'll, I'll go another shill space for CCC is because a lot of these other people are into one or two other specific communities and it's like okay maybe I can look into that and trust that individual to buy one or two assets from that and then um, hit, you know, and, and diversify a little bit in the NFT space because I think with such a speculative market, you kind of have to spread a little bit of diversification around um, in the NFT market. Whereas when we're talking equity markets, it's a little bit different because of the regulations and the filings and um, all the public information that's available. You know, that's a, even what you're just saying about you, how you invest now is like you, you start to learn about other people and you learn who you can trust or who you, and so if they, you'll listen to their word more cause you'll see their track record and it goes back to context of, you know, people that you learn to trust and that you feel like you could take, you know, advice from or, or learn from, um, and, and then being able to build that, but that doesn't happen if you're like hopping and, you know, never really build that deeper relationship with certain people. Um, and it's something that's starting to form more in the collective too, that I've noticed, like there's certain people that will say that there's project, uh, that they're looking at and more people will look into it because they, they have a track record or they have people know like that person has done well. And so they'll look more into it and take a little more of that time because, because time is money, and a lot of times, like you said, you have limited resources, uh, you know, as a human to be able to put out and to be able to do that due diligence. Um, and so it's really, really important to be able to find other people that you can grow with and that you can trust um, and then that can help you out. And I know that in a lot of ways, the collective has done that for me. I mean, I've uh, my conviction in Tesla has grown 20 fold, um, since getting to talk to you as well as some other, uh, friends I've made in the NFT space and it's people that I trust. And I think when you can trust someone, uh, and it makes you want to learn and listen to them. Um, but you can't build that trust and you really don't know, uh, anything about that person if you're not getting to know them or around them frequently. And so that's what a lot of these communities have the opportunity to grow. I can't, I, when I was in web three, there was a space and I jumped into the Discord. I didn't know anyone. It was a paid Discord at the time. And it was this guy on Twitter. I think his name was Crypto God Johnny. And he was a big uh, crypto trader. And people would pay to be in his Discord. So I paid because I wanted to find Alpha. And I got, I, <laughs> I got scammed like on the third day. Um, but that's because I didn't know anyone. I just, like, I just listened to random people. Um, and there weren't the people I should have been listening to. Uh, and so like, it's really important to actually get to know people or like figure out who you can trust in the space. And you can't do that. Um, if you're not around and if you're just like in somewhere for a week, um, you're just like get excited and FOMO and then, and then lose four ether. 
a thousand dollars because you like don't really know anything and then you know but i still i don't blame that paid discord i never took enough time to really learn that was my fault and i think that's another thing is like a lot of times people don't take like the like i could i didn't continue my membership there because i just like i didn't feel like it was great uh like i wasn't connecting with that community um it was just like people waiting for more alpha uh, but I, I, like I said, I loved, um, the idea of that. And I think the context of that is really important because like being able to build community and then being able to meet friends that you can trust is important. Um, and so I love, uh, I think that's one thing like in web three that we're continuing to see. And, and I think like, I definitely learned a lot from you now. Um, and as I continue to get to know you, because every time I get to know you, I learn something that I didn't know before. And it's like, shit, this guy is just like, you're like a machine. And a lot of people don't realize that. And everyone has so many stories. You just have to take time to listen because everyone has like really, really important strengths. Uh, and if you can like get all those strengths out of, of different people within a community, you can build really cool shit. And that's what, uh, that's what we're going to keep doing. So I appreciate you being such a big part of the collective and, um, continuing to help us build. Um, I want to give you a, just a shout out, a shout out of gratitude to the Carl father for coming on the show to chat about his journey in web three. The crazy about crypto show does not accept paid advertisements or paid requests to come on the show. The quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. I want to shout out the Crazy Carl Collective. Crazy Carl is not my real name. I'm just one voice in the collective. We're an entity in the Web3 space working to build and grow together. All guests during Season 2 of the show are Crazy Carls. If you're not in the collective, I encourage you to follow us and watch us. One day, join us. Uh, also, if you're playing in the Carl games and you're in the audience, comment your team name in the pinned tweet and you'll receive one bonus point. That's a big deal. Uh, don't try and go tell your friends because I already screenshotted you motherfuckers. So don't even try. All guests during season two uh, are Carl's. And thank you so much again for tuning in today and continuing to learn about the innovation that Web3 unlocks for us all. As always, we'll end uh, with the Carl Anthem. Actually, we won't because my podcast uh, player sucks and it's just broken. So... We'll see you next time. Thanks again for coming on the show, uh, Carl Father, and really appreciate everything you do for the CCC. Never mind. Here we go. Crazy. We are Crazy Carl. Watch us. Watch us, then join us. Crazy. We are Crazy Carl. Watch us. Watch us then join us We are the crazy car collective and baby room way I will start packing your bags more facts than you grab on an empty page Time for a trip and a skip and a flip I've a dip in an empty space Elevate, penetrate, celebrate BTC Follow me, follow me, follow the CCC Ocean cars embrace technology, new economy through cryptology Collective ideology, trading properties Crazy, we are crazy car Watch us Watchers then join us. Crazy. We are crazy car. Watchers. Watchers then join us. Mayday, day. All the men hating on 20 web free. They say play safe. Glasses are full, but it left me empty. Say nay, listen and end the division and cut all NFT envy. Space age mission and my god, this vision will grab me on 2020. We built different, that's true. We know people, that too. C C C N 
sending it a fax too. We embrace evolution, lift each other up, we be rooting. We're stronger and we're moving together and not alone. Elevate up like a throne, ride the crypto way that we own. Not thinking short, thinking long term. Feel the conviction, we all get a turn. Quick to listen, slow to judge and learn. Grow in together if you concerned. We got you covered, newbie, you're a pro. And got everything you need to know. Up in the NFT world, want to, want to, wanna do well. Minting process, get me the sell. If I'ma do something, let me dip it well. Educate yourself if you wanna learn. Let's start linking, thinking long term. Jump aboard in the CCC. Don't know we in a web 3G. It don't matter if you're a newbie. Let's go, let's go together. Oh, let's go, let's go together. Let's go, let's go together. Oh, CCC, we got you forever. Ride that crypto wave for the cheddar. Said ride that crypto wave for the cheddar. We got you covered, yeah, make it better. Mm. 